From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. It can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. With the number one co-host in the world of which that is... Fan man, I'm here. Hey, what's up, fan man? Hey, what's up, Ray? Man, I'm having a great time. I know, you know, again, tell everybody, this is amazing with nowadays technology, and I'm, of course, living in Phoenix like it matters, up here in Phoenix, Arizona, and you are down there where? Uh, I'm in uh, Huntington Beach, hanging out. Hanging out and having a good time, I'm man. Because I good time sitting at a bar right now, having myself some Jack Daniels and some chicken wings. Some chicken wings. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a great time, time, man. We got we got some guests with us, who, you know. And spe- I'm not gonna tell you we got special oh, guests. Me, no, man. man. I'm starting. To, see, I'm starting to pull them out my hat now. Every now and then, <laughs> I want to surprise you, but I want to surprise the guests. I want to thank all those people who've been listening. The numbers have been going up. We certainly appreciate that. If you like to call us. You can reach us at 866-472-5788. Again, that's a toll-free number, 866-472-5788. But, fan man, listen, man, you know, college football, before we get into the pro football, mm-hmm. college football, man, the Ohio State University is coming to Phoenix, Arizona again. I know some people are a little bit upset about it, and I don't want everybody to be upset. Listen, I want to make friends. I've had enough enemies over the years of my life. But, you know, I'm just happy that young men get an opportunity to, to showcase their skill set, to go on to the next level, because it's all about business. And for those who don't believe it's about business, hey, you got to really look at the big picture, because that's all it's about. College football, yeah, they tell you it's about student athletes, but it's all about business. And that's why Ohio State is coming here, you know, to take care of some business. But that number one game, oh, my goodness, you know, Alabama last week, you know, they did the best they could, but Florida was just a better team, and uh, they're not, they're going to be playing for the national championship. Well, you know, <clears throat> Ohio State just should move Ohio State to Arizona. You know what? Uh, you I know mean, what's they're, interesting? They're, they're I did that. I, you know what? I did that, fan man, and that's what I think some people don't realize, that these young men that are in college playing their last years, at some point in time, they're going to decide at some place and some time, I want to live there for the rest of my life. And that's what happened to me when I came to Phoenix, when I played my senior year against Penn State. I decided that Phoenix was a place I wanted to raise my family. I decided to move here. So I think those people, those bowl committee people, should think about a little bit more about the people that come into your area. They could become lifetime citizens and residents, provided that you reach out to them and, uh, you know, you show them what you have to offer. You know, I just don't like the way the playoff picture is with, or you know, the way that uh, the BCS they call it. You know, it, you, you know, sound like the president. Who are you, the president or something? This is a, a, a PG-rated show, but they should have a playoff <laughs> system set up just like the NFL does. And some of these teams have gotten, you know, have been wronged. Well, you're exactly. Some of them have been wrong, and and, and our good friend that works with us, a coach, we're talking about the Owen Hodge show and and, and Omar Smith you know, took it upon himself to let me know that he's not really happy that Boise State is, is, is not playing uh, in one of the BCS Bowl games. It may be here in Phoenix, but I tell you this, you know, Cincinnati's also uh, in there. They got a chance to get in there. So it's not just 
you know, the Ohio State University who, you know, some but people see, like feel, you said in the beginning of the show, it's, it's about business, which is called money. And when they bring in Boise State, nobody really cares about Boise State. But if they bring in Texas and Ohio State, you know, well, then that's a, that's a big audience. That's a lot of money and revenue for advertising for the, uh, for the schools and for the network. And not only that, I mean, you're talking about two, two programs who have put in, you know, historically a hell of a lot of ball players into the National Football yes, League. Yes, they have. And I think Boise State got wrong. Like Boise State had a 12-0 record, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And where are they going? Yeah. Damn. Well, you know, it's it, it's a shame, but it is about business. If you don't believe it's about business, just money, take a money, look money. at what's online because the NFL is even affected is affected by the economy. And yeah, I believe you hear about 10, yeah, 10% of their workforce, they're going to yeah. lay off. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they generated $4.5 billion last year. Well, you know, if you want to look at the the major, the three, the big three in Detroit because of how things are being mismanaged, uh, I think you might need to look up in New York, too, because if you got billions of dollars coming in and I was saying you got to lay off, you know, 150 people at Christmas time. Yeah. Something's not right. Something's wrong. Yeah, I read that and I went, huh? Yeah, you know, something's, something's not right. You can, you can spread the wealth, and, yeah, you can redistribute the wealth and, and, and keep those people and let them keep their job because it's not like – you know, somebody who's making, you know, a million dollars, you know, can't take a 10 percent pay cut, you know, and, and share that with somebody else. But I agree with you totally that the owners do it all the time. They can mm. they can find a way. But listen, uh, I, I've been talking and, and I want to get into doing some, a lot of talking. I want to get into some pro football, but we, we got a special guest and, I, and I'm going to share with you, uh, fam, and I, I can't hold it anymore. You know, Kwame Lassender is in, in the studio Kwame with me. In the yeah, studio? Kwame's here. He's 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 been here for wow. some time. Uh, I got a chance to meet well, this you young do man. Know some people, don't you? Oh yeah, I got a chance to meet this young man last year uh, at the Browns and the Cardinals played at Phoenix Stadium. Got oh, a chance that's to meet right. Him. Yeah, you met Rod Graves or something. Yeah, well, yeah, that. Rod was there, and of course, you know, Kwame used to. You were there uh, trying to get a job as a coach. That's what you were there for. For me, coaching the yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, the, yeah, listen, you, the yeah, Cardinals you have a coach. coach. They have a very good coach, and they don't need me. They don't and need I, you now. They needed you last year. Well, I don't know about before. that. They, anyway. they they had a pretty good team, and, I, and I'm hey, happy Bobby, with you. Hey, how you doing, fan man? Fan man, how's it going, buddy? Good, good, buddy. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm happy. Hey, I don't just want to introduce. I want to introduce him right. You know, this is this is one of the best well, players that ever, ever come through here, you okay. know, in the secondary. This is a secondary that right now, you know, and some people don't like everybody in this secondary but this is a secondary Kwame you can talk about this is a secondary that's 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 been tested they'll continue to be tested but you know I believe that it will at some point become the strength uh, of that defense because I, I like happen to like Adrian Wilson uh you know Camardi I think he's a hell of a corner you know did a good job the other day uh you know Rod uh you know Hood is you know you know had his moments right um but I, but you know, and again, uh, the other safety number twenty one back there, Andre uh, Rowe. Rowe you know, Rowe. Andre again. You know, you you got some speed back there, and you got some power back there, some force back there. Uh, you know, you, another good corner comes in, and I think they got one of the elite secondaries. Uh, I would agree with that. You know, coming into the season, even even though uh, last year, I thought with all the offensive power, the offensive weaponry they have over there, I thought the offense. Uh, defensively, they could still be the strength of this team. Now, you mentioned the secondary. I like what they did as far as changing people around. Antrell was a corner, but being a corner, he always had his eyes in the backfield. He was always looking in a step late. And I thought once he got to the ball, he made too many panic moves, which results in pass interference and, and the keeping uh, the opponent's offense on the field. So they moved him to safety, and he was able to take chances. I think once they get in that nickel package, he moves down the corner, and he plays best when he knows he has someone under the over top of him. And they have uh, bringing in Cremonti, who made a big play last week for a 99-yard interception. Big play. Big play. So I, th I thought that was good. I think 
uh, the, the secondary, the Arizona Cardinals secondary, could be the catalyst of this defense, and uh, that feeds off through the rest of the team. And you have dynamic receivers in Fitzgerald and Bolden. Yeah, you know, one thing about it, I've always been one that believes that it's the defensive side of the ball. Uh, defense wins ball games. I mean, regardless Absolutely. of what you say, defense wins ball games, and and you got to have a good defense because if you can't stop the other team from scoring, then you're going to lose. Well, regardless that's of what, what happens. The Eagles and Giants did. Over, over, yeah, over you know, you got to have good defense. So good listen, defense. I, yeah. I just couldn't hold it in. You know, Kwame sitting next to me, man, I get excited. I'm a fan. I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio, the Where? Pro Football Hall of Fame. Football is in my DNA. So when I got another guy sitting next to me who played this game that I respect him for the, what he's done on the field, I just had to let the world know. So right now, let's, let's, I, I kind of, you know, that was a little premature introduction because I wanted to bring him on the latter part because we're going to really start talking about the Cardinals, the latter part of the show. Okay. We're going to ride it out. But just last night, you know, hell of a game last night. There was a hell of a game last night. Fan man, did you get a chance to see yeah, some I of that game last game. night? Yeah, Carol- I Carolina was absolutely terrific. And, and it's about time they got some national coverage. They never get any national coverage, so I don't even know who's on the team. But uh, their running attack was just amazing. They were just stomping Tampa Bay's defense down, the, down their throats. Uh, it was just amazing, the, the running. I, fair man, I agree with you 100%. These guys were running the ball so well that even when the play action, the play action was there anytime they wanted. And when you got receivers of like, uh, Musa Muhammad and Steve Smith, uh-huh. well, those type of receivers, you're going to always have a play open. And I think Jake DeLone did a good job of getting those guys the ball in space and let them create and let them do what they do best. But the running game was awesome last year, last night for the Carolina Panthers. I, I couldn't understand why a Tampa defense who's predicated on stopping people defensively, was that bad against the run game. Yeah, they, know, just, they, just, they just didn't bring their, their A, A, A team with them. So yeah, you know what, fan man, I, I, I looked at it, and for the first time, you know, I've always thought that Rondé Barber was, Rondé Barber was one of the uh, best corners in the league. I mean, he could cover and he could tackle. You know, as a corner, you don't necessarily have to hit. But you got to make a short tackle. And he was always somebody that you could rely on him making a tackle and getting a runner down. Last night, I mean, he was embarrassed a couple times. I mean, you know, hey, the, the, the worst thing in the world you can do to a DB is stiff arm me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that's, that's just like you want to break somebody's arm. And, and especially when you count on a guy like that, a Rondé Barber type guy who's, you know, he granted he plays in a cover two, but it's a cover two man. And he was always a short tackle. He was always a pretty good defender. Uh, uh, pre- Obviously, by the interceptions and the plays he make year in, year out. But when you get stiff on by a running back and you have no twice. chance. Yeah, twice. Got, yeah, it was twice. Twice, yeah. And it looked like he don't belong in the field. But no. this is one of our better defensive backs in the National Football League. And it was sad to see. It was pitiful, actually, from, coming from a guy like him. Yeah, and I saw, when I saw it, and, and that's exactly, because he looked pitiful. When yeah. the camera was on him, there's no doubt in my mind <laughs> that he was embarrassed. I mean, he was truly embarrassed. If you've been there before, you understand. And I, and I, I remember, you know, one day, one time Marcus Allen tried to stiff on me you know and I say try because I really literally tried to break his arm because I couldn't I mean it's so that's the most embarrassing thing can happen that's a poster Right. When you get stiff-armed right. and you lift it off your feet and the person is continuing to run downfield and score you know that's a poster and, and plus most of the times when that happens in the secondary everybody sees it absolutely I mean everybody sees it. so I felt I felt bad for Rondé because he is year in year I've been you know one of the best cornerbacks in the league he's, he's always been a solid corner you could always depend upon him but it's almost like you know a player personnel guy was up there in the booth and was shot down next year we need a corner <laughs> we need a corner we got to get this guy you know I you can attest to this as a defensive back I hate it to miss a tackle oh, yeah. not to mention trying to get stiff arm I, I agree with you right there when you say you try to break his arm off if you put that arm out there obviously you don't want it anymore I'm trying to get it out of there <laughs> and let's see if you can play with one arm hey that's it fam man <laughs> hey fam and I know yeah. you know you, you're listening to us and, and you're, you're you're enjoying this because 
Fan Man is the number one fan in the world. He, he's not only the number one co-host in the world, but he's the number one fan in the world. That's all I do is watch football, Saturday he, and Sunday and Monday. And eat chicken wings. I get wings. my direct TV, all the games. Jack Daniels and chicken wings Jack and football. Jack Daniels and chicken wings, <laughs> Beach, dude. Hanging out, watching the girls go by. But, Fan Man, it was a good, it was a good weekend for you, and, and I'm going to give you all the time you deserve, but we're going to go into it. But, you know, of course, you, you're a veteran, so when the music starts, we're going to take a break. But the Eagles and the Giants, man, I know you were in heaven. I, 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 I knew that was going to happen. I just, you know, I think the Eagles still have a great shot at, at, at getting this done. Uh, the Giants aren't that good. They should have won that game, and they didn't. And, they, they, in fact, they blew it in their own stadium. Well, you know, unbelievable. It's it's going to be it's going to be tough for the Eagles to win, but you're right; they are still in the hunt. I tell you what, still there. yeah, I'm going to go hunt a little bit. I'm going to go hunt for this commercial break. Okay. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We got Kwame Lassen during here with us in the studios, man. I got another ball player with me. Oh man, it's great. We'll be right back after this message, man. Fan man, he's not a kicker. He's not a kicker. I promise. <laughs> now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Ed Hanway, Chairman and CEO of Cigna Corporation. In America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely, and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause. Solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com petition. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, that's old, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they yeah. don't even say yeah. that no more, you know. But anyway, listen, you listen to Real Sports and the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Yeah, man. We're finished living like it matters, and I got my man Kwame Lassenter in the studio here with me, man. And as I said, you know, this is conversations with players. You want to give us a call, you want to talk to Kwame, you want to ask him what it's like, you know, to be out there playing ball with the Cardinals, and... and Call us, you know, the number, 866-472-5788. But we started to talk a little bit about the Eagles because we're going to spend a whole, maybe like the bottom half of the show talking about the Cardinals. But the Eagles and the Giants going into New York to win that game. Now, you know, those folks who are not familiar with the NFC East, where you play has nothing to do with who's going to win the football game. You know, it did not surprise me that the Eagles went into New York and won that game, fam. And I, I heard you say something about that. But the Giants have come into Philadelphia and whooped up on us, and we've gone up there and done the same thing. Well, that's been going on, on since the Y.A. Tittle days. Exactly right, and that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't, it didn't, it shouldn't surprise anybody. And they I, hate I like each other. It's a black and blue division. You know, I actually said something to my wife about it. I said, you know, really, you know, people are talking about, you know, college football and, and, and diff- what's happening down south where they say all the speed is, SEC and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you got the, – but the NFC is, is, you know, almost like the Big Ten. You know, hey, it's, you know it's going to be a battle. When you come out of there, you play that game. You know, we ain't trying to look pretty. You know, three yards in a cloud of dust. But, yeah, it's going to be a hard football game. That was a hard-fought football game. But the, the Eagles, uh, you know, they, they, that offensive line and the way they're protecting uh, McNabb right now, Donovan was smiling. I, I mean, he was so happy. And then he just had twins. Hey, hey, of course two, he did. Of course he did. The yeah, wife. Twins, he, was, he, he was like he was sitting on top of the world, man. It was hey, great. He, I, he, I felt so good for him. He did it. Him and his wife planned it at the right time. He wanted to make sure they could talk about it on national TV, if you believe that. No, <laughs> you know? I do. But, uh, <laughs> but, but those are the things that go on in a player's life uh, that people just think that the life of a player goes on hold. Well, you but know what, Ray? They've been shoving Donovan off out of the city. They're going to kick him out like they kick you out, and they kick Charles Barkley out and everybody else, and then he's the next one to go. I don't think so. I think I, I think Donovan has – he's only, what, 32? He has, he has a ways to go yet. And uh, just because he had a couple bad games and didn't know about the tie stuff and everything that we talked about over the last couple of weeks, I mean, he just showed how, how – if he's well protected, like you always say, Ray, if he has that protection and they, and they work with him, hey – Great quarterback. And Kwame, you know, you know, we talk about a player's life and, and you know what's happening, you know, on the football field, but of course we all got, you know, lives like everybody else at home. You know, but to, to see the Eagles go up into, you know, Giant Stadium and, and Donovan perform like he did after weeks of, you know, fans being on him trying to run him out of town. You know, that's two weeks in a row he's had good games, good games against the Cardinals. Now he's had a good game against the Giants. You know, what do you think, you know, psychologically does that do for a quarterback to have two good games like that? Well, you know, all Donovan does is try to win football games, and he prepared football games like this is the last game he's ever going to play. Um, it's the NFC East. You mentioned that earlier. These guys know each other. They, it's a battle. You, you mentioned the black and blue division where they're going to pound and pound and pound. They've been trying to get Donovan out of Philly since he left Syracuse. They didn't even want him when no. he came there. Yeah, that, that's right, that's right, Kwame. They didn't want him. They didn't want him at all, but this guy shows up week in and week out. I think football stops up front. <laughs> even though the, quarter, the quarterback is the face of your team, football stops up front. A fan man mentioned you have to protect this guy. He can make plays happen. He was smiling, and that's what we, how we like to see Donovan. He plays at his best when he's having fun. When he can de- you, his, his passing percentage or his, his stats for the day would be 120, 150 yards, one touchdown. Doesn't sound good to be a quarterback, but all he do is win, dumps the ball off to his receivers, uh, uh, Donovan's never had a dynamic receiver outside of Terrell Owens in Philadelphia 
but he still find a way to win football games. He still find a way to keep that team in the playoff, and not to mention they do have a pretty good or solid enough defense hey, hey, where hey, they're on the field. Listen, he took the team to four NFC championships in the Super Bowl, and Philly's ready to run them out. I, I don't get it. What else to Philly fans? You mentioned that earlier. Well, I'm Philly too, but I, you know, I'm sitting there going, what, what are you doing? I mean, they're blaming on the coach, blaming on McNabb, blaming on this, or the referees and all that. And he just came out and showed them, hey, this is, what I, this is what I do, and I'm very talented at what I do, and I'm very good at what I do. Well, fam, and I also want to give credit, you know, Westbrook, you know, a couple oh, weeks yeah, well, ago, West, outstanding. Yeah, Brian was, outstanding. Not, Brian was not healthy a couple weeks ago, and it showed. I mean, we all know Brian Westbrook, and whenever he's not making cuts, like we're accustomed to seeing him make, we know that there's something wrong something with wrong Brian with him, yeah. because Brian is not an old man. He's still a young man, yep. and when he's healthy, he's one of the best to ever play the game. You know, he surpassed some of the yardage of uh, career yardage of, of Harold Carmichael. He, mm-hmm. he he surpassed some of the things that Wilbur Montgomery he, he did uh, when he was there with the Philadelphia Eagles. Good friend of mine, love them both to death, teammates of mine. But Brian Westbrook, as this team goes. Him and Donovan on the offense, if those two are healthy, I think they can make some big things happen. And I, I think the Giants really are afraid. If it comes down to the Giants and the Eagles, the Giants aren't feeling real comfortable just like they weren't at home. And, and, and people have said something about Plaxico. Listen, the Plaxico distraction was last week. It was not this week. you got to give the Eagles credit. They were prepared to play, see, and they played you know, a hell of a day. The, the, the announcers were bringing that up, and that has nothing to do, like you, you were just saying, about them being on the field on Sunday playing that game. Plaxico is out. They, they, they can't have this uh, what they call this emotional instability because he's in jail or he's released or he's a gun down his pants or whatever. You know what? That's what he did personally. That should not affect the team whatsoever. The team has to go out and play and win. Well, definitely. I, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't take anything for what Philadelphia has done for the past two weeks and going into this next week. Uh, the Giants, New York Giants, played watches, so they didn't have time to react to what happened in the Plaxico the, uh, nightclub situation. Then, as this week going on, and they had playing the Philly, who was very physical with them, and I, let's mention that, that their physicalness of uh, playing against the Giants is what won the game and what took a toll on these guys in the fourth quarter. So the Plaxico issue was not a, that was not an issue in this game. It just didn't have time to build up. So you, you got you to gotta deal with the Pierce issue of, of warrants and all this stuff. But the, once the game starts, you get inside those white lines, it's football, football, football. I don't want to hear any excuses about we had this outside of that. Now, yeah, I want to add. I want to say on TV, they were, they, were, they were having excuses why right, they were playing right. well. I mean, come on, give me, give me a friggin' break. They uh, wasn't ready to play. They had all week to prepare like are, everybody else right, does. I mean, they had all week to prepare, and they, sh- they you know, they're, they're supposed to be going into the Super Bowl, and everybody's saying how great they are, and the Eagles go in there and just run them to, into the ground. So. And I don't always want it to be my opinion, fam, and that's why I, I like when we have other ball players on the show because we mentioned something about Donovan. You mentioned the fact that Donovan's wife, you know, gave birth to a couple twins. Now, now, Kwame, I don't know if you were married at the time when you played ball or anything like that, had children, but I'm sure you had other family issues and things that were going on. But let me ask you something. Once you step on that football field, is there ever a minute where your mind leaves the playing field and you drift off someplace else. Right, not at all. Once I get on the football, I need the football field to get away from that outside stuff. Once I get on the football field, it's all football. It's all business. Once you start thinking about all the outside stuff, then you're going to have plenty of time to think about it because you're not going to be able to make plays. You're not going to concentrate. <laughs> and then you're going to get cut. And then you're going to be looking for a job. And then those family members or, or whatever incidents you have outside of football that's bothering you, they're going to always be there. And it's never going to be there for you. Hey, fam, and I just want you to understand what he's saying. 
I understand what he said. Once you do that, once mm-hmm. you take time to start thinking about other things, you're going to have a lot of time to do that. I, well, there's some players that ever listen to this show. I mean, they were actually, Current they guys were right now. showing on McNabb on his wrist. He had the two baby, the two baby, you know, uh, the, the, the identification bracelets they put on the babies. Right. Yeah, they were showing that on his wrist. Well, listen, he did, you know. well, he did that to acknowledge, yes, I just had two brand-newborn children. Okay, I've, I've put somebody's name on my shoes before. You do that yeah, yeah. as a paying tribute, recognizing, acknowledging, things like that. But when he was under center, he wasn't thinking about, oh, what are the two babies doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, also, also, you know what, Ray? Uh, if, the, if the fans in Philly are going to turn his back on Donovan, he put those two twins' uh, braces around his arm, they would never turn his back on his dad. But no. the, fan, the fans in Philly turn his back on there. He knows somebody's always got to count on him. He knows people are counting on him. He knows they're going to always be there for him. And those, those two daughters, uh, as right. they get older, his wife and the fans, are, be the fans are, yeah, the fans are going to be there. They're going to... Hey, when we come and go, hey, when we leave, somebody else puts that. Somebody else is wearing number 24 now in Cleveland and in Philly, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, that, we know how that right. works. But let me move on a little bit because, again, I, we're going to have to take a break. And I hate when we have to take these breaks. But, you know, th- there was another good game, too. I mean, the Cowboys and the Steelers, you know, and, and, and talking about toughness. Because you talked about being physical and being tough, Kwame, and that's, what the, that's how the Eagles play ball. But the Cowboys and the Steelers, that was a pretty tough physical football game. But... For Jerry Jones to question the toughness of, of, of Marion Barber, you know, who we all know, you know, everybody who's watched the Cowboys play the past few years since he's been there, know that there's the last thing you want to question on this young man and his toughness. Now, just to say that it's his toe. I mean, I thought Jerry played some ball back in the day, but obviously Jerry must not have played no ball if he's going to question that this man's toe could be bothered. Kwame, hey, come on, help me out. No, blaming or starting to blame Marion Barber for losing to, to Pittsburgh because he didn't play because he don't want to blame Tony Romo. Yeah, see, and that's yeah, what well, it is. Yeah, that's exactly right. He don't want to blame Tony Romo. This guy's never played football. Okay, if you whatever you've done to make your money and put this team together and, and, and do Tom Landry the way you did Tom Landry, and now you're going to question – the uh, uh, turf toe this guy. All he wants to do is play football. Man, turf toe. For well, those who've ever had, Jones, he plants and cuts. He should be lighting a fire under his team and inspire them to win instead of putting down uh, the, the, the running back like Barber. Running backs, receivers, defensive backs plant and cut all game. No, defensive backs run backwards all game, and when they get burned for a touchdown, you wonder why they run backwards all game. Yeah. The guys running full speed at them, but. You can't, you cannot question the guy's toughness when he have a turf toe and all he does is play and cut. Watch the games before, watch the games after. Some guys can play through that, but they're not gonna be, they're not gonna help your team down the road. And and when you got a turf toe injury, that 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 probably is one of the most painful injuries you could ever. And I'm just taking that from what I've seen from guys that I've played with and and looking at their faces and and seeing the agony that they've been in, knowing that these are some very tough men. And for him to say it's a toe injury and just to try to somehow trivialize that to, oh, it's just his toe. Ray, I don't get it. I you don't know? get it. And, and obviously he doesn't get it either because I think the last thing that he needs right now is his entire team to turn on him. Right. And I think that's what they did. This right. is one of the few players throughout the league that I think that the entire team just embraces him. And they know that he has picked that Dallas Cowboy team up and carried them on his back literally many times. Well, Harming Ray, and, listen, listen, him, you know, Barbara and Jason Witten, they have lifetime passes on any toughness charges. Both have proven themselves willing to endure crazy amounts of punishment and pain to help well, the Cowboys win. And then, and then he does that. 
Well, Jerry you know, Jones turns around and says that about about Bar- Barber. If I was Barber, I'd be really pissed. Yeah, he don't want to bring that dissension into that team. He he need to be worrying about uh, why That's the last. Weak. Well, yeah, why the last ball didn't go to Terrell Owens? Now, Terrell, since he's left Philly, has been a, a, a model uh, NFL player. Now, he hasn't been a Pac-Man Jones, but he's, he's straightened up his act. He's been, he's been playing team ball. But it should be a law that you don't throw to this guy if you're trying to get the first down. You may get the pass interference. Well, you, you, know, make, you know what? I heard that, the, that, that um, he's, uh, uh, Romo's afraid to throw the ball to him in the fourth quarter right at the end of the game. They were saying that they, for some reason there's, there's some kind of a problem there, and he kept on throwing to Witten and where T.O. was open. And he he was underthrowing him. You, he's not open. If you, he's open, but if you underthrowing him, they was in a cover, too. They, the, the receiver, uh-huh. the defensive back is cutting underneath, and that, but he, didn't, he stayed on his toes to pick that ball up. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to go into a little bit of that, fan man, because I think, again, that's the psyche of the quarterback. You and your quarterback right. got to be on the same page. He's got to have confidence that you're going to catch the football. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Me and my boy Kwame Lassens are here in the studio. We're having a great time. Again, we got it covered in the backfield. We'll be back after this message. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man, you stop. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No hold barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack LaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah those good girls are going bad out there but not daddy baby girl oh, hey, Gabrielle, 
You listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Yeah, fam, man, I switched up on you. I told you, we, we got it covered in the secondary here, man. So I'm just bringing all kind of folks in the stands. I mean, from the stands, from you the know, stands. from the streets, from the jobs, from work, wherever, you know. But, but they all pro ball players, see? So that's, that's the way we want to continue to do that. We want to continue to bring guests into the studio. Uh, we, have, we got my man in here with me again. We, we just had Kwame Lassender in here, you know, in the studios with us for a few minutes. And, and now we, we, we bring one of the boys back, man. We got Mark McMillan back in here covering it up for us. Mark, what's going on, man? What it do, man? What it do? Man, hey, you what's know. Going, man? Man, fan, man, you know, I'm not going to take it back, Mark, you know, because we don't want to do that. We don't want to cover what we always cover, but we covered that Eagles and Giants game, man, and fan, man, was happy. So, you know, he's glad you back, man. But uh, Where do you go, fan, man? But, thank but, you, but, thank but, you, Mark. Birds for life, man. Birds for life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- there was one game in, in particular that we were talking a little bit about. We were talking about the Steelers and the Cowboys, and we were talking about the toughness or, or Jerry Jones questioning the toughness of Marion Barber. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation. In fact, I, I know you have been in a situation before, Mark. Let me ask you something. How does it feel to you personally if a coach ever want to question whether it be your ability or you're, 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 you're doing the best you can or whatever it is, man, what does that do to your teammates? What does that do to you? You know, how does that play out, man? Here it is, Marion Barber, you know, one of the tough – they're only there because of him. Yeah, he's, he's a bad boy. And they want to question boy. him, yeah, He's man. a bad boy. I had a situation uh, when I came from – actually came from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I played one year in New Orleans. And after the first year, then, uh, you know, coach stepped down, and Mike Dicker came in and – his whole thing was like he didn't want small cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. So that was his thing. Like, you know, I don't want any small players on my team. So, you know, playing, starting five years in the league, I'm, I'm looking at this dude like, you know, I can do this. This is my job. So uh, they drafted Alex Moden in the first round. So it was a kind of like a bitter thing uh, with a lot of guys on the team. Uh, Eric Allen, Greg Jackson, some of the guys that I played with in Philly. You know, we had a good secondary. We just didn't get it done as a team as a whole. So. You know, it kind of plays with your psyche a little bit, and then I went to Kansas City and, and kind of rubbed it in his face when we went down there in New Orleans. Exactly. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, this man, first of all, okay, Tony was hurt, now Tony's back. You know, you, you know, T.O. was upset, now T.O.'s back. You know, now Marion, you know, gets injured, and, and, and now You can play with a pinky, though. You can play with one. You, you got in nine fact, more. He, he played better with the pinky than he did the other night, yeah, you know. he got nine that's, more fingers. That's what they were saying was the issue. But, you know, we all know that's what separates us from some other people out there. You know, hey, different the species, we're men. different. Yeah. But, but listen, I got to say this. Marion Barber is not the issue with the Dallas Cowboys. But Jerry Jones could turn himself into the Al Davis of the NFC yeah, East. Let me ask you a question, uh, Ray. You think, uh, you think Jerry Jones is calling Marion a sissy? Well, I don't think he's calling. What he's well, doing. that's he's, the way I read it. When well, he, no, when he's, he what he's doing. Like he says, you're a sissy. You can't go out there and play. I pay you all this money. <laughs> and you can't go out there and play, you big sissy. Well, then Parcells, Parcells got Glenn like that, didn't he? Hey, yeah, he did get Terry Glenn. Called him out like that. You know, I might have called him a biatch, you know, something like that. But, you know, <laughs> I, I understand the situation of what they're hoping, you know, could happen. It's like this. If you will call out your superstar, you know, then every, nobody else has to be concerned about it because, hey, it's time for you to get. If I'm going to call him out, I'm going to call anybody out. So he's trying to put everybody else on notice by doing this. But that could also, Mark, that could speak to the mental toughness of Marion Barber, too, knowing that that ain't going to affect him at all. Right. But it, you never know how it's going to affect him. You know, he can take it a different way and be like, you know, you're not putting on the pads. You're not out there running the ball. 20, 30 times a game, you know, up the middle. So I don't think anybody in the league, there's not a player, a defensive player or offensive player in the league that's going to question Barber's 
toughness as well as his uh, tenacity to play the game. And so it could be counterproductive. What Jerry Jones is trying to do to motivate that team and to hopefully get some fans to come in and buy some tickets for that new stadium that he's built, <laughs> you know, it could be counterproductive because, you know, Marion Barber is a chip off of his dad's block. And his dad, which I played against <clears throat> at the University of Minnesota and played in the league too, you know, is a hell of a running back, you know, and his son is a hell of a running back. And I just think they need to go and try to grab somebody else because that's the wrong way. So let, let me just move on to another part of the NFC East there because – you know, the Redskins lost to the Ravens. Now, the, the Redskins, I mean, wow. Fan man, you thought at the beginning Redskins was going to be right there. It looks like, you know, it's over for them. Yeah, it's over. I, I thought they were. I, I, I just had a, a feeling about them, and I think next year they will be there. I think, uh, you know, with the new, the new head coach, um, what's his name? The, 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 Zorn. The, Zorn. Huh? Zorn. Yeah. Jim Zorn. Yeah, and Zorn is uh, – yeah, I just see them being a very, very good football team in the future. And yeah, but they ran – did well. They but they ran into a Baltimore Ravens team which is hot. You yeah, know? They're hot. I, I mean, Mark, you, no you, doubt about it was it. it was twenty degrees in Baltimore, but it was a hundred degrees on that field. I'm telling you, you know, and, and whenever you know, particularly we're gonna go back to defense win ball games. You know, whenever that defense on that side of the ball is clicking, you can. I mean, they got many weapons. They can come at you. You know, linebackers, D line, secondary. Your boy Ray Ray, you talked oh, about last man, week. Man, Ray Ray. You know, <laughs> when Ray Ray come to play, you know, it's gonna be some big plays. And of course, we all we, we all know about Ed Reed and the thing he doing. You know, he just rewriting the history books. You know, in terms of what you can do back there in the secondary. He, he living right. And he must be living right. I'm telling you, he's doing something right. He's truly been blessed, and and he's just got a whole lot of talent. You know, and I think. The Ravens, again, first-year coach, young quarterback. You know, can they hey, do it? where did that coach come from? Philly. You know where he came from. Oh, Philly. Philly. You know where he came from, fam, man. Filling it out. Yeah, yeah. Filling it out. That's what you got to do. If you want to win, somehow or another, you, you got to come. Win, get a coach from Philly. You got to be a part of Philly. I mean, that's what it's about. You got to go to Philadelphia, take your bruises, get out the city, go someplace <laughs> else. And win. You know, now if you play baseball, you can stay there and win. You know, yeah, even it takes you 28 years to win. Yeah, but that, but you can win, you know. But it, 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 <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to do something else, you come through there, you know. You're trying to take your bumps and bruises, you know. Buddy bumped me up, bumped me out, you know. But you went on and you he's get still a bitter about that buddy, man. He always bring that buddy thing up. He's still salty about that buddy. Hey, man, listen, you know, Philly, the city of brotherly love. I enjoyed it. When Buddy came to Phoenix and he's and he first thing he said on stage, you got a winner in town. Yeah, it wasn't him though. Yeah, it was funny. Hey, Mark, you know what he did? It was a, it was a Christmas game, December twenty third or twenty second, oh, when he was coaching. He walked off the field with a minute left. The coach, Buddy Ryan, walked off the field. Yeah, that's what we and got. He was fired the following day. Yeah, but you know what? But you know, but let's give Buddy that a little bit of funny. credit. The, the descendants of Buddy Ryan throughout the league, you know, they've done some things. In fact, I think they paid tribute to a couple of those guys the other day. His son's doing some things, you right. know, with the Ravens, as a matter of fact, right. you know. Right, yeah. If he stopped calling timeouts when he ain't supposed to, yeah, like you're he right. did, you know, <laughs> last year. But, but other than that, but uh, let, let's, go, let's, let's, let's go back and, uh, you know, look at some of these teams, though, because. Well, well you know, one, one thing, one, team I, one, one game I want to talk about is the San Francisco game and the Packers. San Francisco and the Packers? Yeah. Okay, wait, improved wait, wait, team. Yeah, no, better on both sides of the ball. Yeah, at the Singletary, at the Singletary, you know. Uh, I mean, I thought the Packers. I mean, it was great to see San Francisco win. Of course, I picked San Francisco to win the game. San Francisco and the Packers. Yeah. Okay, and so what was it that you saw about that game that you? I mean, it's no, got I'm you so on fire. About Singletary just turning that team around. I think Singletary is going to be a great coach in the NFL. Oh, okay, okay, okay. that's where you're going with that. Yeah, and we, and we talked about that's that before earlier. Mike was, you know. Mike was appointed, you know, as the interim coach, and, and I think he's got a two-game winning streak going on right now, you right. know, and, and, and Mike is a throwback to, to the old days, and they're trying to bring that back. That goes to the Buddy Ryan days. And perhaps maybe Mike 
might end up getting a contract. He doesn't have a contract right now, but Ever he might he end up getting a contract. Ever since he pulled his pants down, they've been balling now. He pulled his pants, hey, man, you know, hey. hey you think he's going to get a contract over there? The I, I don't think they want to see his butt anymore. That's the whole thing. Don't and pull your pants down. We don't want to <laughs> see that no more, man. We, if we got to win, okay, just don't do that no more, you know. But do you think he's going to get a contract? What do you think? I mean, we don't know, but what do you think, Mark? And Frisco is, is a tough call. Um, you know, everybody knows he's qualified for the job, but you see how, how it goes in college football as well as the NFL with hiring uh, minority coaches. So it would be a great uh, tribute to him because of all the hard work that he's put in as far as an assistant coach as well as a player, Hall of Fame player. So if he gets the job, you know, uh, that will be kudos to him. And it just show people around the league that, you know, African-American coaches can't get the job done. And, and fam, and I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure, but I just wanted, you know, I want to correct you now. That was, that was the Jets and the Oh, 49ers. the Jets. I'm sorry, right? You know, yeah, and, it was some, I, I don't know what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah you, Jets, you know, it was, it, it, was, it, was, it was Brett who didn't get a chance to, to beat San Francisco, and he needed that win. There's yeah, no doubt about it. That's he right. need, he needed that. I'm sorry. And I, and I can believe that on his calendar, as they looked down the schedule and they were looking, <laughs> as they moved closer to the playoffs, I think they had San Francisco down as a win. I don't think they thought they were going to go in there and lose to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, was, that, that, was, you know, that was not a Brett day, you know, not compared to what he's been doing, you know, in the past few games. That, that just was not a Brett day. But I, I'll tell you who's lucky, though, staying in that conference, though, you know, almost, it was almost where they were able to go in there, you know, they being, yeah, they being uh, Seattle. Uh, the Patriots came in there and, hey, the Patriots end up winning. Seattle thought perhaps maybe, you know, they, they had a victory against the Patriots. But, nah, the Patriots showed up, you know. And, uh, you know, you, you got to give it to Castle, regardless of if he makes bad plays or whatever he does, I don't believe that a quarterback manages the game. I believe that a quarterback executes. And he's been executing the game plan, and the team is winning. And they're right there in the playoff hunt. And, you know, who knows? They, they may end up. Yeah, who uh, knows? You know, they may end up winning that division. But, but listen, I think the surprise team, and, 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 and Mark has is, is pointed this out to me, you know, the Miami Dolphins is just, you know, Buffalo Bills. I mean, who expected – I didn't expect the Miami was going to beat Buffalo. The big tuna, man. The big tuna. But I, but I thought the tuna would turn that around. I said that, you know, earlier in the year that tuna would turn around, but Buffalo just started off fast. Buffalo is one of the few teams that started off fast. That have just died out. They, they run out of gas. Out. Whatever happened to Buffalo? Yeah, and and the big tuna is responsible for the Miami turnaround. He was there what? This is his first year. Right. Yeah. I mean, how fast? Look, look how quickly he turns it around. And great for the Miami fans. Well, you got to get. Come on, Miami, yay! But you also got to give Ricky Williams some credit. Ricky's playing ball down there. Finally, Ricky clean and sober. Ricky man. got his stuff together. No more. And he's yeah. Well, yeah. No more of that. You know, he's realized that you know, hey, it's it's a it's a privilege to play. You work for it. You work for it, but it used to be a time where you couldn't work for it because if you were good enough, that didn't mean anything. But, but there's a time now draft, you can they, play. When the Eagles drafted McNabb, uh, they, everybody was screaming for, um, for uh, what's his face? You just for Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. They wanted him. Yeah, Ricky but, wouldn't have made it in Philly. Yeah, no, He would have never made it in Philly. No, no. He's no. too thin for Philly. And, 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 and that's, but that's just something that happens. You know, you get the right people in place. You get the right personnel. You get a football man in place. And he can turn your team around. And right now, the Miami Dolphins are eight and five. And and I don't think anybody thought the Miami Dolphins were going to be eight and five this year. I don't Family. think anybody thought. I thought they were going to be like. Uh, I think. I think we said in the beginning of the year, uh, at least a five hundred team. I think, right? Well, at least, yeah, we thought we'd maybe 500, perhaps maybe, you know, get a chance to move up. But, you know, but to be at this time of the year, to be tied for first and a three-way tie for first place, Incredible. nobody thought that. Nobody thought that at all. Nobody well, listen, uh, man, I hear that music. 
I guess I got to take a commercial break. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. Listen, you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. When Finney's living like it matters, we're going to close it out talking about the Cardinals. We'll be right back after this mess. I had to see what I had to do because I had to your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We ain't playing around here. Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And fam, since we're going to close out talking about the Cardinals, I had to bring Kwame back with me. So Kwame oh, yeah, we're going to have Kwame in there with the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, we're going to close. Definitely. Yeah, man, we're going to close this out. You know, hey, Mark had that corner covered, so now the two safeties going to take care of things right now. But, uh, <laughs> Clean it up, knock people yeah, out. Yeah, boy. But listen, what I, fam, man, listen, as we close this out, we, we, we're talking about the – Arizona Cardinals, you know, Kwame, I, I want to pay respects to you and your former teammates. And, and man, it, it must be something to be here and still a part of because as an alumni, you're still a part of an organization. In fact, you were calling games, I mean, pregame show and postgame shows last year with the Cardinals. Uh, how exciting is it for the guys right now for so, the struggle for so many years have opportunity to host a playoff game? Well, first of all, I appreciate that, Ray. I appreciate, you know, getting us on the show and uh, letting us have an, uh, an avenue to do this. But um, being here in Arizona, man, you could just tell the atmosphere, the atmosphere alone, what these guys did last week does it, is a contrib- just a contribute to what's going on in the city. People are getting up and wanting to go to work. They want to be there. It just changed the atmosphere. And these guys haven't done it since 1998, and that was the year I played there when we uh, had to beat San Diego then go to Dallas and beat them. We had a good chance, good opportunity in Minnesota. We just couldn't pull it off. But just a stepping stone to get there was uh, tremendous. It was great for the team. And the the alumni guys around the valley, 
they so ecstatic. A lot of us was at the game last week. We was down there. We was cheering for them like we were playing. We was just rooting for them. And it took it took 33 years for these guys to really clinch a divisional title. But wow. it's how sweet it is right now. Wow. That was 1975. You you played with uh, when Jake the Snake was there. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say I played 1975. No, I'm a fan, <laughs> man. You the greatest. You the greatest fan in the, yeah. in the country in the world. Yeah. You no, but yeah, I was there with Jake the Snake, and you know to. Uh, not that you were saying anything bad about it, but to his fans, Jake, his passion was there. Jake, he had great passion. You know, we used to golf together, uh-huh. and he'd go out there and say, I want to win. And you can, some people can say, I want to win and not do the things to take the win. But Jake, he grinded out. He had, he had great weapons in Rob Moore, Frank Sanders. He had those guys, Larry Sinners. He had a good line, Lomas Brown. And uh, what we did defense was to keep those guys on the field. But Jake was passionate about the game, and he wanted to win. It was sad that a lot of guys that – Wanted to stay here, couldn't stay here. But uh, you mentioned since 1975, 33 years since these guys has clinched the division. And, and it was good to see. It was good to see against. In 1975, they were in St. Louis. So how ironic was it that they were playing the St. Louis Rams? Right. Yeah. You know, what's so amazing about that, too, is uh, my wife is from St. Louis, Missouri. So my brother-in-law Ooh. actually came here to see the game, you know. And so, you know, you're exactly right. There's some kind of emotional struggle there, you know, to right. see come here to support the uh, the Rams, but then see your old team, the Cardinals, you know, clinch it after, after so many years. But let me ask you this. And fan man, yeah. you got to step up. A fan has to have a backbone. Now, I want you to tell Kwame those bad things you've been saying all these years about the Arizona Cardinals and how to drive. I got great. Do I have to get on the plane? Yeah, yeah you got to get on the plane. plane. <laughs> when I lived in Phoenix in the Valley of the Sun, I was uh, t- uh, depressed for 20 years. For 20 years, fam. Okay, let's say this. You're saying say it nicely, well, fam, man. You're okay. saying it nicely. That's not the way you've been saying it. Well, you got Jack Daniels. Well, I respect you? Kwame. I mean, you know, I, as a fan, <laughs> I, you know, they had these coaches going in and out of there and all these problems and players. And a lot of these players were good players. They just had, I think it was the Bidwells. The Bidwells always got involved with something, and the fans were always upset. And then when they built that stadium, things started to change around, and finally they hired, um, you know, Wisenhunt, and, and, you know, they're they're going. It's well, I'm going to say this, fan man, and I, mean, I, 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 I was impressed for 20 years. I mean, I used to watch watch those games, go to the games, and you know, I used to walk in the Sun Devil Stadium and see more Eagles uh, fans than Cardinals fans. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Kwame to do this because he played there then. Yeah, fan man, I'm going to ask Kwame to do this because you know, fan man and I have kind of had this struggle going back and forth because when I came here, right. you know, he told me he said, Ray, you're you're being awful positive about it, but once you've been here after a while, you're going to jump on the bandwagon with everybody else. But I came here last year was the first four years that I was here. This is my second year. And so I've seen two football seasons. And when I saw Wisenhunt come in, in fact, two and a half seasons. So I, I saw Denny, mm-hmm. okay? But when I saw Wisenhunt come in and, and I saw, the, you know, what he had in terms of the foundation to build upon, you know, knowing that he'd won a Super Bowl championship, regardless of what was happening up at the front office, provided they would give him an ear and they would listen to him, I felt that the nucleus of this team was here and it could be turned around. And so I, I want to ask you, you know, you've seen this, you know, you, you've been a part of it. Now as an alumni, you see this happening. Did you think that the nucleus was here? Did they had enough weapons to compete and to actually win this division? I, I did. I thought that everything was in place. There may be one or two players. And when they brought Edwin James in, you know, he kind of he kind of coached that offensive lineup. They had a young offensive line that was making mistakes here and there. I just didn't know where their assignment was. But I watched Edwin uh, get a hold of these guys. I watched go out to dinner with these guys. I thought the nucleus were here. It was disappointing that he didn't win last year, but it was a stepping stone into the right direction. And, and bringing uh, Wisenhunt in, 
I think he demanded discipline and respect for each other and that there's not going to be just one superstar. It's going to be a team effort in winning football games on Sunday. Uh, what's, what's outstanding about him is the Kurt Warner, Matt Liner situation. He doesn't – it's the best man going to play, the best man for the job, the best man for the team. I think Matt Liner still – has not taken advantage of what he has in front of him. And that's Kurt Warner, a professional, a Super Bowl MVP who's been to the Super Bowl. You take a guy like him and you soak all the knowledge out from Kurt Warner that you can. You hang on this guy coattail because eventually it's going to be your turn. But I think he's still a little immature as far as hanging out, still doing things like he's in Southern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still doing things like if he was in Hollywood. But he's at USC, and, he, and, he, and he's the god of USC. He walks around, and everybody praises him. Exactly, and it, you can't do that here. This is a That's business right. of winning football games. You win football games first, and you may be, do, you may be able to do a little, of thing, a little of those things. And that's why this year, I like to ask Fan Man, I like to ask you, I like to ask Ray, who other than Adrian Peterson do you put for the MVP if not Kurt Warner? Oh, you gotta, I got to Kurt Warner. you got to throw uh, Drew Brees in there because the numbers speak for themselves. That's right. But other than Adrian Peterson, do you throw Kurt Warner in there? I'm going to say you throw Kurt Warner in there, and I'm going to say for a couple different reasons. It's because of, you know, looking at the situation, and, and Kurt Warner was in a very competitive situation. Absolutely. And Kurt Warner had to struggle through training camp to win that job, you know. And it was, it was a thing whereas, you know, the heir apparent is already here. We've already invested the money. As you mentioned, the boys upstairs, the Bidwells have already made their investment. But I've got to give credit to Wisenhunt who probably should be the coach of the year, right. uh, if not the guy down in Miami. The guy in Miami or Atlanta. It's tough this year you know, because Wizard Hunt, Miami, and at Atlanta, Atlanta. Also, all three of those guys have done a good I job. You know, but you know, Wizard Hunt, perhaps maybe this is only his second year, but they thought he had the weapons. He didn't have the adversity that these guys had you know, this particular year. But those three coaches are probably the, the ones that are in the running. But I would say with the Kurt Warner situation, you know, taking in and the fact, you know, you know, the man's been injured. He was injured last year. He's banged Played up this injured. year. He always plays injured. He goes out. He gives 100% at all times. You know, he does have some great weapons, and he's able to distribute that ball in such a way. Uh, man, it, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's Kurt Warner. I, I think it's Kurt Warner, but you got to look at what they did to him in, in New York with uh, Eli Manning coming in. You know, Kurt was a starting quarterback, but they were trying to groom Eli. He didn't know if that same situation was going to occur here in Arizona with Matt Liner being drafted uh, first-round 10th pick. So you got to give that guy a lot of credit for the adversity he had on his back and able to do the things he's done this year. And something you said. Kwame, something you said. 100%. Yeah, and Kwame's mentioned something that's extremely important that I think a lot of times people don't realize is that, you know, athletes are young men. Matt Liner is an immature young man, you know, and, right. and, and as we get older, we look back on situations and we will handle them differently. Well, you know what, Ray, and it's like I said, Mark, you know, it's like I said, if you're going to have a beer bong party, have a, have a security guard there, uh, you know, strip searching the girls. Right, and if you, got, if, those are, uh, if you got such good friends, you should be able to screen some of those people that's coming in there. You should have a private party, have uh, people that you know there. A lot, of people, a lot of people walk through the door that you, half of them you don't even know. Can't do that. You can't. You can't expose. You got too much on the line right now. And you guys, they make too much money to represent an organization, right. a brand of which the NFL wants to protect their brand. Right. Well, let's get and to the game. The Cardinals play Minnesota. What do you think is going to happen there? All day is going to come into this stadium, and I will tell you what, you know, <laughs> you know, we got to stop the run. That's the bottom line. You know, people run. Everybody 
and the NFL, the number one thing you want to do in the NFL is you want to establish the run. I don't hear people say we want to establish our passing game. Right. If you can run the football, you can dictate what happens on the football field. Kwame, what do you think about that? I've always said the game starts up front. Whether it's special teams, you got their first five guys, the game starts up front with the line of scrimmage, defensive line, offensive line. So once you establish who's going to dominate that, then you got to run the ball. You have to be able to stop the run. Then everything takes place from the pass, the play action, and things with the weapons you have, especially with the car. You can't take away what uh, Adrian Peterson is going to do, but with the weaponry that the Cardinals have and Fitzgerald and Bolden, and not to mention Preston, who's like the eighth receiver in this league right now, mm-hmm. the third receiver is doing, and putting up the numbers he's putting up. I think the game will still start at the run. Then they'll let the dynamic of the receivers do what they do best. Man, I hate to say this, fan man. You know, it's that time again. We, we said we need man. two hours. One day we're going to get two hours. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. I got my boy Kwame Lassender in here with me. And, of course, me and Mark McMillan always got the rest of it covered up. So, hey, we've been having a great time. We hope you did. As always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Take me for granted and smile. I count 